Welcome to the Bundesliga show. I'm in Cologne uh, with Ian Holyman, who is uh, who was at the Bayer Leverkusen Chelsea game last night, uh, reporting on the game. Uh, Ian, it was well, it was a great night for for Michael Balak, um, playing his old club, his 100th European match, and uh, he seems he seems to revel in this competition, uh, and certainly in a Bayer Leverkusen shirt against uh, against Chelsea. Absolutely, John. I mean, I think to be fair to, to, to Michael Ballack, you've got to say he's been in great form for the last, what, two or three weeks? Or even before the international break, got his first goal, that winner against Freiburg, scored again against Kaiserslautern. It's coincided with a good run of form as well for the club. Last night, though, inspirational. Back to his, back, back almost to his best, even, I think. Of course, playing against your former club is going to be an extra source of inspiration, but he really was very very good and as I say he's continued really in the in the vein of form that he's shown over the last month or so now he's he's come out this uh, in this past week and said that he's probably not going to be staying at Bayer Leverkusen so there might be a little extra incentive in there that if he does end up leaving Europe that this is his last chance in uh, European competition and he got so far with Bayer Leverkusen in the past that I'm not suggesting that they will uh, they will go on and win the competition, but he's obviously got the bee in his bonnet that he wants to go as far as he can and uh, bow out in the best possible way. True, if you were cynical, and I am, you would also say that as it's his last season, he wants to get a nice big fat contract at the end of this one. And uh, if he plays well this season, then that surely boosts his, boosts his bargaining position. Should he go to America... Or should he go to, to the uh, the Middle East, as has been uh, purported? But having said that, if he's in this sort of form, why wouldn't Leverkusen try and keep him as well? I mean, he, he really has been excellent. And uh, last night, very unlucky not to score. But I think the fact... I mean, he was, he was really Leverkusen's main threat, other than the set pieces of Gonzalo Castro. And talking about the game itself... Um even at home, it was going to be a, a, a tough and tall order for, for Bayer Leverkusen against a, a, a team of the calibre of Chelsea. Uh, so, a very much a surprise result. Aaron Durdiot getting on the, the score sheet, not so much of a surprise. But Manuel Friedrich coming in and saving everything in the last minute. Um, not the kind of stuff I would have thought that you had in your match report um, just before the end of the game. Yes, thank you, Manuel, for that late goal. Always delighted to have to completely rewrite my report. Always a pleasure. But, um, I mean, yeah, totally un- totally unexpected. I think one goal in 28 European games for Friedrich before last night. Uh, as for Aaron Dario, now, that was an interesting goal because um, it was finished well and it was a good ball by Sydney Sam, but what actually made it was the fact that Dario completely missed the ball when he tried to control it, which wasn't exactly to his credit. But it worked out very well for Leverkusen. To be, if you look at the on, on chances, it was fairly even. But if you think about the saves that that Pedacek made from Balak, particularly the second one, which is absolutely an incredible save, the sort of save that, that Peter Schmeichel used to make in his in his heyday at Manchester United. Wonderful, wonderful stop from Czech. Um, you know, pro- probably Leverkusen did just about deserve to win it. Well, going forward there. They're very, very close to, to make it to the, uh, the round of 16. Um, and, and going in there is potentially as, as group winners, and they have got an excellent chance of having a very good draw in the next round. So there, there is a possibility that this, this Leverkusen team could go even further, which must have been a surprise for, for anybody come, come the beginning of the season when you consider Robin Dutz in his first, um, first season with the club. Things aren't going terribly well in the, in the Bundesliga, but... 
uh, it's all going fantastically well for them in, in European competition. Yeah, actually, better, better mathematicians than me, and there are many, tell me that Leverkusen are already through to the they're already through to the knockout stages between Chelsea and, and Valencia now in some terrible conundrum uh, terrible, terrible formula to work out which one of those will go through with which score on match day six but, uh, but Leverkusen are through and uh, you know if they beat Genk then they then they top the group you're right I mean nobody would have picked that surely with Chelsea and Valencia they would have been the the, the, the pre-group stage favourites in, in that section there's no doubt also let's not forget last night Andre Scherler started on the bench and quite frankly, didn't have that much of an impact when he came on. It was it was, you know, the Balak show last night. And uh, of course, Schürrle, we all know what a great player is when he's in form. He's only going to improve Leverkusen uh, immensely. So um, there's probably still more to come from Leverkusen. What they do have to try and solve, though, is this inconsistency that they've had certainly towards the start of the season. And Robin Dutt himself spoke in the German media last week and said it took him two or three weeks to find the right balance for himself in his, in his new club and of course talk about players needing to settle of course coaches need to settle too got to get to know their squad um, perhaps there are signs that that's now, now coming together for him well Ian thank you very much let's uh, finish our respective teas and coffees you need to get onto a train to go back to Paris so thank you very much for your time pleasure John